the South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back to the South Coast End Zone Podcast Special Thanksgiving Preview Edition. Here with uh, sports editor Lori Lose, I'm digital editor Brennan Curie, and uh, Excited for a little Thanksgiving football action, Lori? Yes, I am hungry for some Thanksgiving football. Oh, pun intended. <laughs> All right, yes. well, let's see which games are going to be gravy here. Well, uh, we kick off Thanksgiving football on Thanksgiving Eve uh, with Old Colony uh, playing Tri-County in the Cougar Cup. A little appetizer. Yes, yes, to heat up to the uh, the action on uh, Thursday. But that game is Wednesday night, 6 p.m. at Bellingham High School. Uh, last year, Old Colony ended up losing that game to Tri-County, and they turned over the ball six times, and they only lost by a touchdown. Ooh, um, tough one. But I know I talked to Coach uh, Mendes the other night, and he was just saying that that game really stung, and the kids have been thinking about that game, and they really want to get the Cougar cut back. And, uh, you know, they're going to come out determined. Uh, it's been a remarkable year. It I, has, yeah. You know, Six-game uh, winning streak at one point. Yeah, and uh, they have a shot at making a little bit of history um, with a win over uh, Tri-County on uh, Wednesday night. They would actually tie the best, uh, I guess, the, the highest win total um, of a old colony team, um, which wow. was 1988. That team went 8-2. and two. So they, yeah, so they eight could... Eight wins is the program yeah, record. Yeah, so um, even though they won't, you know, have the best record because they have the, the third loss, um, you know, they have a shot at a little bit of history there. And uh, they have the guys to do it offensively. Uh, Brad Plissy, I mean, this kid has been outstanding all year. Um, he uh, he had a touch. He uh, ran for a touchdown and threw for two more in their uh, the last game they played, which uh, was a win over Randolph. And then um, uh, Jared Gagney, I mean, this kid has nine touchdowns on the season, and uh, Matt Bumpus has seven. You know, I think Gagney's right uh, getting up there in yardage too. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good yeah. And uh, Plissy also has nine touchdowns as well. So. Uh, I think Buddy Thomas had written something that there's a shot at having three players reach double digits, you know, and scoring which for touchdowns, rare. which is very rare. Um, so uh, that game, it should be a great game. I know uh, Tri-County. They put have, that in perspective, I think we only have four kids right now who are in double digits and touchdowns yes, I think, into I think, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think you were actually going over going this through some stats <laughs> earlier today. today. And, uh, yeah, you got the, the three that everyone thinks of in Isaac Nascimento, Harry Smith, and Will Garcia. And then um, the actual Zach Gia from Fairhaven is up to 10 touchdowns. Yeah, I think that was the question. Lori, who's fourth? <laughs> yeah, touchdowns? who's fourth in touchdowns? And then, yeah, a bunch of kids there uh, sitting around eight or nine. So. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but, uh, Tri-County's had a little bit of a, a not to say down year, but it kind of has been a little bit, uh, last year they had a lot of really standout athletes, including, um, the conference, uh, MVP and th- uh, those kids graduated, uh, this year they've only, they only have two wins on the season. Uh, but as coach Mendy said, you know, they always play old colony tough. There's a lot of bragging rights on, on, li- on the line, um, in this game. And, uh, you know, it should be a pretty good one. So if you don't have anything to do and you don't have any food to prep for, you know, <laughs> prep for Thanksgiving, you want to make the trip up to Bellingham. It's not too, or too you're, far. You're putting some in the oven. You got about three hours. So it has to come out. Yeah. Maybe four. Cause maybe you got to, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, you'll, uh, you can go up there and if you, um, and if you don't make the trip, uh, we'll have, uh, some scores for you on, uh, yes, Ed Collins Twitter. will be up there covering the game. So, uh, follow it on at sc underscore varsity on twitter he should have a few updates so all right kicking off the thanksgiving slate yep and then uh 
I guess we'll start with the uh, the latest game on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, this one's <laughs> this one's really late. Uh, Ten fifteen a.m. They need that extra fifteen minutes there to make sure. Uh, I guess I don't know. The, you know, I've covered the New Bedford Durfee game. I don't even know how many years. Maybe five or six years um, that I've been here. Maybe even more than that. And uh, it starts late. And then it always goes long. Like yeah. you're never out of there until like after one o'clock. And it's just like everybody what else, else. Do you have to do? I don't. <laughs> everybody else will already be back at the office writing, almost done writing their stories. And I walk in, and it's yeah, it's uh, but it's worth it. You know, it's it been a fun. outstanding rivalry. Um, even when the teams have struggled, uh, they always play each other tough. Uh, I know two out of the last uh, three meetings have come uh, come down to to just eight combined points. Wow. So um, you know and. Like last year, you know, New Bedford was having a down season. You know, they only had the one win. And Durfee was having, you know, uh, a pretty good season last year. And New Bedford came in and just really uh, played tough. Uh, only lost uh, 32 to 26 in that game. And really was in it the whole game, you know. Um, so uh, so they definitely played up. And uh, this year it's kind of a, you know, a different situation where Durfee is, the, you know, I mean, not that New Bedford has had such an outstanding year, but they're improved. They, they haven't struggled a little bit, Durfee yeah. has. Um, and Durfee Especially offensively. Yeah, Durfee's 1-8 this year. Um, but, you know, uh, Mark DeBerto was saying earlier that, uh, you know, you, you just throw the records out, of, out, you know, out of the window. Just don't even think about that um, because – you know, they, they're going to be up. They're going to be up for this game. Um, but uh, Durfee has struggled to score points, but the defense has pretty, been pretty solid. They've only given up 35 points or more twice this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, and they've played some pretty tough competition. I know they've played, you know, Brockton. They've played Dartmouth. They've played, you know, some some teams that you would think, you know, probably yeah, could, could you put know, up points. Yeah, Quick. could put up points. Um I think but, isn't uh, Justin Cruz a defensive coordinator over there? I he's think at least so. on the defensive yeah. staff if he's not the I coordinator. Know, I don't know if he's the coordinator or not. Yeah, but, former uh, Dartmouth Indian there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so there's always some kind of, uh, you know, kind of connection yeah. uh, in the area. But, uh, you know, the Whalers have had their share of up, ups and downs this season, um, and they actually take a three-game losing streak until this rivalry matchup. Well, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about they could maybe finish around 500, but... Uh, yeah, their, that's, la- that's their last the win was uh, the game I was at, the New Bedford-Dartmouth uh, game, and that, that was, was win, that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hopefully they can, you know, kind of finish the year strong and 4-7, and seven, you know, that's not bad after only having one win last year, something to build on, especially with a lot of young kids. Three extra wins, you had another three wins next year, you're at seven. Yep, uh, True Williams, uh, junior quarterback, uh, he's just really starting to, to progress um, and, you know, show his potential. I mean, he has hasn't he hasn't reached his potential yet no, by far. Not, no, no, you might not close. see that till college. For yes, um, but he leads all area quarterbacks with uh, 14 touchdown passes this year, and uh, he's over 1,200 yards too. Yep. Yeah, and his favorite target has uh, been Baron Hilton, who's just you know a speedy, speedy guy who can get in op- open space and just kind of playmaker out there. He's, he's maybe the fastest player I've seen on a field this yeah, season. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's Just, really uh, good. you know, end-to-end, 40-type speed. Yeah. He has it. So, uh, you know, maybe not the shiftiest guy, but he can just get down the field fast. Yeah. Uh, w- would you like to see him race Harry Smith and, and Isaac Nazimento? Yeah, that'd be quite the, the foot <laughs> race yeah, that'd there. That'd be yeah. fun, huh? Let's set that up for a little charity <laughs> track event here. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it, Wide World of Sports when they used to, like, race animals and gazelles and stuff? They yep. put him in that. <laughs> We'll have our own version of that. But uh, that game is at Durfee this year. So New Bedford visits Durfee uh, Thanksgiving morning at 10.15 a.m. Uh, it will be on the radio, ESPN uh, 1340. And uh, will have the call. Yep. And then we will have uh, um, you know tweets on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity. Uh, Nick Fryer will be covering that game for us. I feel like usually it's Ed Pereira talking about us into a microphone, not, us, <laughs> yeah. not the uh, other way around. Yes. 
but I figure might as well let everybody know. Yeah, cause, it's always uh, a good game. Remember, that was actually the first Thanksgiving game I covered around here, my first year here. Yep. Uh, I was at Durfee, and uh, New Bedford wanted to win the big three. I think that was uh, Dennis Golden's final season. Yeah, yeah. There, so it was a lot of fun. All right. Uh, next rivalry game uh, is Dartmouth at Fairhaven. Um, this is 10 a.m. on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. And uh, it's been kind of an interesting season for both teams. Uh, they're both 5-5 five and five going into this game. Um, and they're both coming off wins. And, you know, they kind of both started the season with some struggles early on. Um, Fairhaven lost three out of its first four games. Um, but they've won three out of their four, last, last four, four to get in into this game. And then Dartmouth uh, has won three out of four. Um, so they're both kind of on that uptrend and uh, you know this and is most of Dartmouth's losses even come against very tough teams. Yes, they haven't yes. lost to, to really any cupcakes. And, and I think I feel like last I, I want to say last week, but you know it was two weeks ago since yep. we had last week off. But uh, their, their their most recent win over Somerset Berkeley was uh, just unbelievable. You know, I mean, this is a Somerset Berkeley team that was so dominant early in the season. You know, being able to put up a ton of points on the board and they shut them out. And they shut them out. Um, you know, and they scored 19 points, you know, and, and their defense what w- wasn't bad. Somerset Berkeley. I saw them a couple times. I saw them against old Rochester and I saw them against, um, Wareham and both times, you know, it, you know, it, it seemed like the kids made a lot of plays on defense and, and both teams had to really work at scoring. So, and Dartmouth's offense really hasn't been putting up no. a lot of points. No. Three, yeah, three touchdowns have been pretty good for them so recently. That, yeah. You know, they got, uh, they got, they put up the goose egg uh, against Hopkinton there. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the, the, in the beginning playoffs. of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah there. But uh, uh, Luke Tisdale, I mean, this kid has been coming up big. Um, he scored two touchdowns against Somerset Berkeley and he's, he has seven in the last four games. He's really um, come on the second half of the season. Here, yeah, you know? definitely. And I don't know if he got healthier or it was just the, the line figuring out how to block a little better. Maybe that was a, coming maybe a, together, com- but, yeah, a combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, and he actually leads Dartmouth this year with uh, eight touchdowns. And uh, Nolan Ellis, what else can we say about this uh, this young kid at quarterback, sophomore? Yeah. Uh, six games at quarterback, and he has thrown seven touchdown passes. So yeah. last couple games, his numbers have been a little bit a little bit more down. Yep. So maybe some defenses are starting. To, he's putting some stuff on tape now. You know, teams yeah. actually get a chance to, to, to look, look at, at to some tape and see yeah. some things. So you know, now the question is going to be: They've made their adjustment to him. Can he make an adjustment back again? Yeah. And uh, Fairhaven, I watched, um, uh, you know, what was it, a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, whatever that Thursday night game was that we were yes. a little <laughs> surprised that it was on Thursday night because uh, we didn't know. Uh, and they were strong in that game. I mean, the first first half they were kind of feeling their, uh, filling themselves out, and then all of a sudden in the second half um, they really just took over. Um, the defense made some plays. Uh, the offense made some plays. They recovered, I think it was an onside kick. They I mean, have so many, for having a small team, they have so many different kids yeah. who can score and can be a weapon. Yeah, and uh, Zach, yeah, I mean, this kid has really been uh, strong for them. He's come on, you know, especially in the last few weeks, he had two touchdowns against Sandwich. He leads the team with 10 this year. Um, and also uh, Jake Cadu, uh, I mean, he's he's come on strong. Yep, and yeah. Chance Nagala had a two-touchdown game recently. Yep. And, yeah, so yeah, they, so they, they got Brady Bennett and uh, uh, Flynn, Flynn Borgall. Yep. So, yeah, they got a bunch of different kids. It's like they don't on. have a lot of kids, but the kids that they have are all contributing. They're all know? weapons. Yeah, 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 so it's pretty cool. So, uh, I mean, this is this game – you know, could go really either way. It's been I mean, a little I, while since Fairhaven won this yeah, one. Yeah, it's actually 2011. I, I I dusted out the books and I was the going buddy through books. Buddy Thomas's yeah. books, and it was two, the last time Fairhaven beat. One of these days, we got to bring these on the show. Yeah, he has milk crates of yes. uh, notebooks dating back to the 60s. 
70, 70s, 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 yeah. And uh, Dar- uh, Dartmouth, uh, Fairhaven ended up beating Dartmouth 2011, and it was 21 to 14 in that game. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, see if, if they... Rudy can get win number two over yes, Rick White. It, yep, we'll see if that... And that game is at Fairhaven, uh, 10 a.m. on Thursday morning. All right, and Aponiquit uh, is visiting Old Rochester. Uh, little little suburban rivalry here. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's funny because last year, you know, um, it was kind of a similar situation. Old Rochester had, had a you know great great season. Uh, uh, the Lakers had struggled a little bit, went into that game, and just Aponiquit played them tough. You know, much tougher than we expected last year. Yeah, yeah. and it was a, a twenty eight to twenty one uh, win for the Bulldogs, and. Uh, you know, this year, uh, they've already played each other once um, earlier this season. I think it was week two, and uh, Old Rochester ended up winning that one pretty easily, uh, mm-hmm. 30 to nothing. And uh, the, the, I guess the note of that game was that Harry Smith did not score. Only game this year. He was held out of the end zone, but <laughs> Will Garcia. <laughs> he went nuts. I was at that he game. He was crazy. It, four touchdowns four. and 30 more yards. I didn't get any touchdowns on video, which never happens, Yeah. because they never got in the red zone. Yeah, I well, think you if I remember correctly, they never got out. into yeah. the red zone that entire game, and they won thirty to nothing. Yeah, you got to start taking like some time in the fifties. I, I didn't you know, know so. yet. I wasn't prepared. I didn't know the Will Garcia phenomenon. Yeah, and yet, he ended so. up having over three hundred rushing yards in that game. Um, so it's like, all right, you picked your poison. Exactly. I think that was even that was the headline. That was the headline. <laughs> you know, you stopped a Will. Uh, you stopped Harry, and then Will. You know, and that's kind of what they did. Wow. That was when I talked to Fife afterwards. They were like, we were just we weren't going to let Harry beat us. Yep. And at that point, you know, Garcia had had a decent first game, but you know, he was still much more of an unknown. And that really and, uh, was his breakout was, game. Exactly, yeah. That was when he kind of jumped on the scene here. Yeah, and he's really, I mean, this year, I, you know, I, I talked to Justin Kogler the other night, and he was saying we were hoping he'd give us about 700 yards and maybe, you know, 8, 10 touchdowns. And the kid has, what was it? Uh, yeah, over 1,100 yards. 11 or 1,200 and, yeah. yards. And, and then, uh, what is it, 19 touchdowns? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, 19 touchdowns yep. this year. So uh, he's Doubled exceeded. up on some of yes. those numbers, yeah. Um, but you know, it hasn't really taken anything away from uh, from what Harry's been able to do. No, still leads the area in rushing uh, yep. yards and tied for touchdowns. Yeah, I think what we said he has uh, almost seventeen hundred yards uh, rushing right around there, and he's got the twenty four touchdowns, twenty three on the ground, uh, and that that one defensive touchdown he had a few weeks ago. Um, but just, I mean, those two guys, it's it's going to be a, a tall task uh, for Aponiquit to try and stop them. And, and the Lakers have been playing well recently, you know. Um, Seems like they're improving, yeah. They've uh, they've gone a lot yeah. more to the passing game. I haven't actually seen them since they've gone to the passing game, but I'm just looking at the numbers. Yeah. They have the freshman, Chase Gorman, a quarterback, yep. and they're throwing it 20-plus times a game, it seems. Yeah, and I mean, I saw him in his first action varsity action against Vogue. this was felt like years ago um you know and and you could see that he has potential i mean he's a freshman you know yeah. so he's gonna make he's got some, some big receivers yeah. though and uh Seferaza yep. and uh y pinto and uh i think he connected with uh the former quarterback to Rochers a couple times yeah yeah they, the they've connected game, a few so, times yeah. and shane cooney um he had two touchdowns uh against Bourne the, the last time they played and now he has seven a team high seven for he's the really season. kind of emerges like the go-to running back yeah seems like on that team so and uh, I, I, you know, I also want to uh, give some praise to Poniquit's defense, uh, especially against Bourne. They uh, they held Bourne to just six points um, after giving up an average of thirty three in their first nine games of the season. Yeah. And later, so, I mean, we talked about it earlier, they play a tough schedule. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, Middleborough, who is playing for the state championship yep. next week, they they opened. I think they opened with them. 
Uh, ah, yeah, it was yeah, week it was one. Early on, yeah. uh, you know, and then they, they face Old Rochester, uh, Somerset Berkeley. Yeah. Berkeley uh, even though DR is a little bit down, they face DR. You know, they face these tough mm-hmm. teams, and um, you know, it's uh, it's eventually going to pay off for some of these younger kids because you know we the freshman is back, the quarterback's back, going to be back next year. Shane, Shane Cooney's back. Yep. Uh, I think Brent Dixon was only Brent, a junior. Yep. He heard himself. Uh, yep. in the Dixon, season. Dixon. Yeah. Yep, and he you know he was one of their top Chris players. Rocher's uh, an underclassman. Yep. So He's, yeah, they could bring a lot of guys back. So this is kind of the, that year to you know all right, let's take our lumps, come back next year and stronger and better. So and I'm sure they want to end it with a competitive game here. Yep, and I will be at that game, uh, uh, Pontiquet at Old Rochester, uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. So. Come and say hi. <laughs> All right. Not, not, it's never too early for hot chocolate, right? Oh, no, 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 no. It'll probably, right. And it'll probably be cold. I'm, I'm expecting it to be cold. Oh, at Old Rochester, it's always a little cold. With no yeah, a little spots. nippy with the, with the wind <laughs> whipping. Uh, another game uh, where I've heard it's really cold. I don't know if I've ever – I don't think I've ever covered a football game. They're born. Uh, I haven't either, yeah. I know Ed – or no, Ed, uh, Tim sometimes – goes on about you know where the field is and how mm. it's kind of like hidden behind things and it's always he says he always gets to the game like right when it's supposed to start and it's already started like 10 or 15 minutes early i don't know right, um, we'll let the reporter know to yeah. uh, be there a little extra early for <laughs> well this, this is one. tim so, so oh, it's tim, tim right. yes yeah. <laughs> so uh but well, uh he has all the experience then. yes this so uh, so knowing tim him. knowing tim he'll probably show up at the normal time he always shows up so if anyone can keep some first quarter stats for yes tim, pass them on to tim weisberg but uh that game where he am at born um you know it's kind of two teams in opposite directions yep. uh you know wareham is eight and two going for that borns i mean borns not on the down slope though i mean yes. they're having a better year than they did last year yes last year was a really rough year um for, for born and they've been able to turn it around um their wins this year have uh, come over upper cape uh, martha's vineyard and greater new bedford volk tech um but they've lost three straight games going into this matchup and they've been outscored a combined 308 to 194 mm. so they they've struggled um uh the uh born the only time they were shut out this year actually came in week two against wareham, against wareham. so uh that was about 40 nothing in that yeah, one i think yeah, it was, 40, yeah 40 to nothing in that game might not be that much different this time uh, uh, i'm guessing isaac's a little hungry after uh yeah and things uh kind of didn't go his way last not i want to keep we keep want to say last week last week well ago. we can pretend like it was last week last game yeah um yeah and i actually talked to isaac uh earlier this evening and you know he's you know, I said you have a school, a single season school record from last year. You have the all time, you know, touchdown record for the career. I said, you know, you. What you, else is there? Right? Yeah, what yeah. El- yeah, like, what are you playing for? And he's just like, you know, you you can't be satisfied. You have to keep going out there. You have to keep, you know, playing, and you want to keep. And he's like, there's nothing I want more than to win. You know, on Thanksgiving to end my my career with a win. Um, so he is going to be determined. I Absolutely. mean. You know. And, you know, he's still, I mean, last I heard, he's still looking at some different schools. Some yep. different schools are looking at him. So yeah. any extra chance you have to put some more stuff on tape. Yeah, and I was I was excited to hear that um, my alma mater was one of the schools that he was looking at, URI. Oh, URI, so, all right. Yeah, yeah, so I was excited about that, uh, to, to hear that that's, that's on his good, list. That's good, because I heard at one point that it was like a, the list was kind of a bunch of D3 schools, and I always felt like he had a higher talent level yeah, than well, D3. And if, and if D1 and D2 schools weren't really looking at him, it was their their loss. They were really missing out on him. Yeah, so, so, Maybe they think he's a little too small, but I mean... I I think he'll end up excelling. No, and yeah, he's we, got, we know that uh, from Jordan Todman days. Yes. Uh, you know, just being being small doesn't uh, negate your talent. No, especially when you have a really big heart, you know, Absolutely. and you have that passion and that uh, that character. Not fire to play. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he's got uh, more than, uh, what do we have, more than 1,400 rushing yards this year, uh, 23 touchdowns. He has thrown seven touchdowns. 
just kind of all, all around. All? Was it nine two-point conversions or something? something? Nine, nine or 11. Yeah, we're trying like to that, figure yeah. that out. Uh, leads the area in scoring. Um, so, I mean, if, if you haven't 57 seen... 57 touchdowns in his career 57 now? in no. his career. Um, if you have not seen this kid play, yeah. uh, make the trip to Bourne. Um, go over the bridge. Appointment television. Go and see him um, because he's fun to watch. So uh, that game is uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, Wareham at Bourne. All right. Well, uh, Bishop's Dang is home for Thanksgiving. The Battle of the Bishops. I feel like it's been a while since uh, since the Spartans have played at home uh, not, on Thanksgiving. Alternate? Well, it alternates, but I think the last time they were supposed to be home was like one of those days that the game a... had gotten ra- rained out oh, or moved, yep. and I think okay. Ed was supposed to cover it, and then it got moved to like Friday or Saturday because the weather was going to be, I don't know. It so just... Ed got to go home and have Thanksgiving dinner with his family. Yes. They did it all for Ed. Uh, of course. <laughs> Ed lucks out like that, right? You know, and uh, he's got this Thanksgiving off as well. It's true. But uh, he does have he does have a football game though. He'll have old colony. Yes, so he'll have old colony. His, uh, Plus, his we have we have him work on Christmas. So uh, have, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the one that nobody that's wants. The, to that's work. the yeah. trade off there. Uh, but you know, um, Bishop Stang and Bishop Fian. This is the second time they'll be facing each other this year. Uh, Fian uh, won earlier this year, thirty four to twenty one. And you say, all right, that probably wasn't a great showing, but that is what kind of sparked uh, the Spartans mm-hmm. on this nice little run that they've made. Because um, at that up until that point, they hadn't really been scoring a lot of points, nope. you know. And then they scored the three touchdowns there, and then since then, I think that's, you know, they've been scoring twenty or more points, you know, since that Consistently, game. Consistently, yeah, they seem yeah. to kind of really figure things out there with the yeah. hopes of quarterback, and they have a bunch of different receivers. And, yep, and yeah. uh, it just seems like uh, you know Lopes has really kind of taken this team over and just kind of been like all right you know i i know what i'm doing on offense you know i know who what guys i can go to i know how to run this run this team and just in the last uh he's found the end zone in each of the last four games um he had three touchdowns against carver you know two weeks ago um two rushing and one passing and he's just been you know kind of solid he's been somebody that they needed somebody to kind of step up on offense especially with you know a new coach a new system and all that and he's just come in and done that you know he's one of the only truth dual threat quarterbacks we actually have this year yeah among our teams and a lot of our quarterbacks are either you know passing guys or or they're like isaac where they're really more of a running back than a passer and he's probably the guy who has the most even yep the even nate ellis probably would have been that guy at dartmouth yeah um, but uh, nolan doesn't have quite have the the running game that nate had so he hasn't quite equaled that so yeah he's he's a real dual threat guy yep and uh the spartans uh they haven't beaten bishop fian uh since 2015 um but they have come close. You know, I was going through dusting off buddy's books again and I was going through those and over the over the losses that they've had, they've had two that have been like fourteen thirteen. Two thousand fifteen or two thousand five? Uh I think it was two thousand they beat them in two thousand fifteen. Okay, so just one game since then. Huh? No, they play them twice a year. Oh, in general, not just yes. Thanksgiving. Yes. I gotcha. Okay. Yes. I thought you were yeah. No, no, that wasn't on Thanksgiving. That was oh, okay. a regular season game. Sorry, I wasn't I wasn't clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, that was the last time they beat them. But they've had some games gotcha. you know, since then where it's been, you know, like a one point loss. Um I'm trying to think if that was two thousand sixteen. Um, but it just, you know, it's, yeah, well, I think of 14, 13, yeah, 14, 13. Um, so it's been kind of, you know, it's been close, um, you know, and I know last year's first matchup was close and then, um, um, I'm drawing a blank here, uh, who got injured, um, Oh, Landry, Nick Landry. Yes, and when he got injured, I mean, you know... Yeah, that kind of torpedoed the season. Yeah, and they ended up losing 34 to 12. Um, Right after he set the school record, though, for touchdowns. He timed it out already. It was like right in the same game, I think. It It was, was, yeah. Like a quarter or two later. 
Um, but, you know, I, I know uh, Dennis Golden will have the kids up. Uh, they've had, you know, a week and a half to practice. And, uh, you know, it should be a, a pretty good rivalry game. It's right here in Spartan Village, um, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Thursday. So. Battle of the Bishops. Yep. And last then game here. The, the last game, uh, Diamond is visiting Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Bears looking for a winning streak here. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I felt like all season we were kind of sitting here, when are they going to get their first win? When are they? And now they can get their third win of the season yeah. and really just salvage it. You know, mm. I mean, you know, after all the struggles early on to be able to be at a point where, hey, three wins isn't bad. You know, three and eight's kind of like run of the mill bad, not yeah. like disaster. Bad. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's something to build on, especially where you have. You know, a ton of sophomores playing. Um, you know, I talked to Chuck Allaire, uh last night, and he was just basically saying, like, you know, I have a lot of young kids. Like, if you were making a soft, sophomore super team, I could give you, like, everybody that could fill it because he has all these kids that are young that are playing, and, you know, they're learning. They're trying to catch up to that varsity speed, but they're athletes, you know, mm-hmm. and if they can stick with it, I mean, you know, junior year, senior year, you know, we can see it progress because, I mean, we've, we've seen it at New Bedford, and New Bedford was a little bit probably – you know, a step yeah, back. Yeah, what could be a year behind New Bedford in that yeah. process? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, Diamond, um, they're they're having a pretty solid, a strong year. They made the vocational tournament. Um, they ended up losing to Shawshine um, this past uh, week, uh, twelve to eight, uh, twelve to seven in that game, um, and uh, they they ended up turning over the ball five times, um, but they only lost by a touchdown. So this is a team that that can put points up in the you know even though that game they only you know scored seven, they have been averaging more than that. But the turnovers have really just cost them in that game. Uh, but uh, J C King and uh, Jacob Swen- uh, Swenson are the two running backs um, for Diamond and uh, Osha. Sean Brook is uh, the quarterback. He took over the uh, starting job earlier this month and is kind of really, you know, felt comfortable there. Um, and the Bears, um, as we were talking, they've started to play better recently. They were only averaging Put a few more points on the board now. Five point four points through their first seven weeks, Whew. and now they've scored in double digits in uh, two out of their last three games. And uh, you know, they've gotten a couple wins. Three touchdowns last week. Yep. Um, Tygo Palma, uh, he has uh, four touched four of Vogue Tech's eleven offensive touchdowns this year, and he's actually found the end zone in back to back weeks. So he's somebody and two that, of them last, uh, yeah, last yeah. week. Yeah, and he's somebody that they can really build on, uh, you know, because he's young and he's, you know, he's, I thought he was a senior. Actually, no, he is a senior. Okay. I'm thinking about it. He is a senior. Yeah, I was but thinking, they do have a lot of other yeah, young guys that can build on. Uh, was it the, um, the the quarterback that uh, you know Ethan Santos was playing yep. now? But they played another quarterback in the middle of the year who's young. So, uh, so is it Sylvia? Sylvia. Yep. Yeah, Evan maybe. Or yeah, they got, yeah. I feel like uh, Voktek has a lot of guys with kind of similar names <laughs> that are just slightly a little bit different. But yeah, I think we argued about that straight, one night but, uh, about yeah. which, which <laughs> Sylvia it was. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, when this, I think when I went to call uh, Chuck for his preseason preview. Um, Oh gosh, who was our quarterback like two years ago? That Ethan Sylvia. Yes. And I was like, Oh yeah, is Ethan Sylvia going to be back at quarterback? And he's like, What are you talking? I'm like, Oh, Ethan Santos. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yep. So that should be a game. Uh, I mean, Vogue Tech should be in this game. I know they lost to Diamond last year, forty to fourteen, but I expect it to be much closer, especially the way that they've been playing as of late. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a big rivalry game. Thanksgiving. You know, it's something that even if they don't win, at least if they're close, it's something that they can build on for next year with well, all these young guys. Well, it'll keep the kids back. thinking football in the yes. offseason yes. and more dedicated to football if they're coming off of a good feeling yeah. and some good final memories there. Yeah, definitely. So that game is uh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Diamond is visiting Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. 
Yeah, so there it is, the full slate of Thanksgiving games. Uh, everything is at 10 o'clock on Thursday, except New Bedford's at 10.15. Yep. And Old Colony is Wednesday night at 6. And as always, you can follow it on Twitter. We'll have coverage of uh, all the home games on Twitter at SC underscore Varsity, on uh, Instagram at SC Varsity, on Snapchat SC Varsity, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. And we'll also have a big spread in the paper. Huge spread, 12-page <laughs> section. <laughs> For that yes. day. It's always our biggest section of the year. And so. Brendan has the... Uh, I'll be sitting here putting 12 pages <laughs> together and reading a thousand words on every game and enjoying every minute of it. So, And uh, we wish everyone out there a uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep.